Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. Almost end of the month, almost September. Well, September 1st is my wife's birthday. So I know I got to really get all I can out of August and then it's on to the, well, not onto the planning because I guess then it's the day, <laughs> but it's still, I promise I've been planning stuff, but I can't top her flying my best friend in from another country. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. You can't just be like, here, I got you some chocolates. Oh man. I've been going, I could list all the things I've ordered and I know that she doesn't actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe she'll listen to this one. I can't tip it off, but I've acquired her, I think, nine things so Whoa. far. And three of them are like the same type of thing, but it's still three separate things. I'm being deliberately vague, obviously. You should just re-fly your friend back in from LA. It'd be great. That'd be a lot <laughs> be of fun. Surprise. I know. It'd be we'd have the best time, but <laughs> still. Because I do want to get her one I want to get her ten things. Now that I'm at nine, I'm like I should double digit gift. And they're not all giant things or anything like that, but just fun things some of them are extremely small things because she likes miniatures september 1 isn't a bad birthday because then you get some cake and then be like oh at least i get one celebration before going back to school yeah and plus her actual party is the third is on a thursday which is better because it's almost friday it's basically friday you're not gonna book off the thursday and work the friday come on and in fact we both booked off the thursday friday so <laughs> lazy i you know i mean it was pretty easy to well because the monday's a holiday so oh, right. it was pretty easy to convince ourselves to have a five-day weekend. Five cakes. Cakes every day. I'm pretty sure all that math worked out. But yeah, there will be a Dairy Queen cake, which I might get skip the dishes to bring like on my own birthday, even though I accidentally ordered the <laughs> largest size cake. and it was. Is it like the size of a desk? It was, well, I was going to say stop sign, but it's obviously a circle, but maybe not that big, but very, very large. Does McDonald's still make cake? Because uh, when I was a kid, you huh. could do a birthday party at McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's has stepped quite away from being kids, you know? Yeah. Now it's just like a place. And that was just like a regular sheet cake kind of thing, if I yeah. recall. Yeah, and I'm sure it wasn't good, but I loved it. <laughs> I'm sure it was the lowest quality sheet cake of all sheet cakes. Yeah, but... it was like a grocery store thing. Nobody said sheet cake this many times, <laughs> by the way, but anyway. When my brother was... I don't know. He was a kid and we were teenagers, my friends and I. My mom got him a birthday at McDonald's here in Ottawa, the mm. one out by the Science and Tech Museum on Samara oh, Boulevard. I was just there like a few weeks ago, weirdly. It used to have a train behind it, which I have chatted about a while ago and I forget, but it's gone. But I don't know if that was a random local just to that McDonald's thing or if other McDonald's all over the place would have a choo-choo train in the back like a working train you could get on kind of thing it was static but it was a full-size train okay. car that you could go and sit in and have your birthday party uh, okay and it had a little ladder where you could climb up and look out the hatch in the roof or whatever <laughs> like that but we got double booked and my mom is not shy about arguing such things yeah yeah in the grand scheme of McDonald's, it was nickels, but so we got free food. Nice. And because we were teenagers, and my brother and his friends were 10 or whatever, the teenagers were also not shy, and so I just remember being like, 40 McNuggets. Oh, and, man. And I brought home some of it. Obviously. But yeah, I always remember that fond day of sticking it to the man by ordering too much at the double-booked birthday party. Were they just like, order whatever you want kind of thing? Or? 100%. Yeah. Ah, that's... Man, what a scenario. Like, and it was just, you know, some poor manager who probably had two mothers yelling at him. Yeah. And I don't know if the two mums teamed up and were like, hey, let's do this. So did you not get to have the party at all? Or was it that you had to share the space? We had to share the space. 
space. Okay. And so it was supposed to be eat in the caboose and yeah. then play in the little play area thing or whatever. Okay, like the ball pit? Yeah. Okay. But so, yeah, so we just kind of doubled down and I think ate a lot of McDonald's. But I, I always remember that of going to McDonald's and eating that sheet cake. Man. But now if you watch into that McDonald's, I bet they would say, yeah, we don't make sheet cakes anymore. Probably. I, I certainly wasn't there ordering sheet cake. However, I did get <laughs> too large of a milkshake. Because sizes are confusing to me now. I probably said medium and thinking that would be (laughs) like small-ish. And like, listen, a 40-year-old drinking a milkshake from McDonald's, you know, maybe it's not quite as good as you remember as a kid. And maybe I, I think I did half of it. Midway through that, it was a strawberry shake too, which is maybe not a good choice, but it was not good. The nostalgia stops pretty quickly when you're (laughs) drinking a shake like that. We went to the Manx for Gwen's birthday wish recently to get some takeout from them. And on the walk back home, passed right by what I always call Max Milk, but is now <laughs> Quickie. It'll always be Max Milk to yeah, me. Yeah, classic place. And she was like, do you want slushies? And then that got me off on a whole thing about remembering how <laughs> the good old days when 7-Eleven was in town. And I forget if that's an Ottawa thing or an Ontario thing, but they don't exist here anymore. It was American, I thought, at one time. Yeah, I think they're still in Vancouver. Okay. But you used to get those cool cups, even relatively recently, like Simpsons or Avengers, Wasn't I there think. like a Thor one or something? I think so, yeah. So as recent as that, but now they're just generic. There's no fancy cups. Yeah. We had the dog with us, so I stood outside with the dog, and she came out with the two biggest slushies <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And she laughed, and I was like... Are those the extra small? And then someone walking by laughed when I said that. I think it was two liters. And oh my God. so we're walking down the street, each with a giant slushy wrangling the dog. But it's because it's the thing that people say, like, the blessing and the curse of junk food is it's so cheap, right? Yeah. And whatever that cost her was probably 15 cents more to get the large than the small. And... I drank it all night. It was a lot of Dr. Pepper flavored slushy. Ooh, that was my next question, what flavor it was. And like, I think most people buy those to put booze in them, you know, which is not your thing and wouldn't even make it taste that much better, to be honest. That's what she did. I thought so. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, I don't know, like they're not, they're okay, but they're not, I don't know. Like she didn't have Dr. Pepper though. I forgot what she had. Something more booze Yeah, something that fit better with the booze. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely had the Dr. Pepper one, possibly even at that. I used to live right on top of that quickie. Or whatever it's called. Oh, really? Like yeah, yeah, right on, on top on, of it? Yeah, and I'll get in there. Cool. That's the one I'm picturing, the one a block from the Manx. It that makes the most sense of your story. That is one of the last places on Earth that has a phone booth outside of it still. That's funny. I, and and was, it does well, not look like a good phone booth. No, and I was, <laughs> like, I was walking by, I think it was O'Connor and Albert-ish, and there was one tucked in by a corner, a Bell Pay phone, and I was like, oh, man. I didn't even point it out to my younger coworkers because they, I don't know, probably never used one in their lives. And it was one of those things where in your head you're like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. And then they probably cost a dollar now. I don't know. That's the, the other thing I don't know is like, because there's no such thing as penny candy anymore, right? Like now, <laughs> now I think you just buy a bag. Like Pretty I don't much. think you have an option to buy four when I was a kid, it makes me feel very old. I don't think there was penny candy, but there was nickel candy for sure. So you could walk in with a quarter and yeah. buy five slightly bigger than tiny penny candies yeah. and licorice and stuff. Now I don't even think you can do that. Now I think you just walk in and you can buy like a pre-bagged $4 bag of candy or something. It makes sense because I know like Sugar Mountain had that kind of thing but that seemed more like it was like a scoop you know you're not picking out individual yeah. ones it's which 80 dollars. oh my god and i remember <laughs> we ran a little store for the campground that we had when i was younger and i remember yeah we had the, you know the swedish fish and there weren't that many penny candies but there was a couple i remember i'm thinking now about how 
irritating this must have been but in the moment it probably didn't notice it but you know a kid going in with a dollar wanting a hundred swedish fish yeah like that was normal <laughs> that was regular or 50 even and now i'm just picturing picking out one at a time i mean probably with your hands i'm assuming at that point. oh yeah there was no cleansiness <laughs> it's so funny because as the kid you're like oh my god i got 50 to 100 candies and as the clerk you're probably like holy hell this is the <laughs> worst day of my life having to do this for five kids in a row or something see this ties into the covid stuff now where i'm like it seems silly for a while that we were using tongs to pass people straws. Mm-hmm. Now we just have packaged straws out in the midst so you can mm-hmm. just get them yourself. But you think back of penny candy or chip trucks or fairgrounds buying cotton candy or candy <laughs> apples. Uh, that was all bad. That yeah, was all covered in germs. Or even getting, you must have got apples at Halloween at some point, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think so. A couple. My grandparents were in a Gloucester suburban neighborhood. Mm-hmm. With a lot of awesome seniors. So we got treated pretty well for candy. But every once in a while, I think we would get a homemade thing. Or, But isn't it true urban legend that there has never been a kid who bit into a razor blade? Yeah, like I think the only times I've ever found it was someone put it in deliberately to start a thing. They didn't bite it, but they put it in and right, like, oh, right. you know. Look and what then, I found. And I almost feel like it was the uncle or something of the family or something. There was some weird thing about that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I read an article a while back, recently, a couple years back, that said there has never been a legit arrest or court case or anything like that because some kid was poisoned with candy. So it's just an interesting urban legend that has been in the 20th and 21st century that I think has calmed down a bit. But I remember going through candy and then in my adult years laughing because my mom admitted she would go through and be like, oh, I don't know. These Reese peanut butter cups might have a rip in the package. And she would just take what she wanted. For sure. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I got scammed. Yeah, I mean, like, you better check the raisins while you're at it. You're like, no, no, those are fine. <laughs> you can eat those. Those are good. The funniest one I find is nowadays when people are trying to start the scaremongering with weed edibles. And they're like, someone's giving out weed edibles to your kids. And you're just like, no, they're not. Because those are expensive. <laughs> and no one worth their salt who's paying for those is going to be trying to, what, drug kids? That was the random thing, too. Why do you want to do that? Don't you want to breed customers if yeah. you're a drug dealer? It just doesn't make sense. And if you're a drug user, you're just like, you're not just giving these away for free. You're giving out hundreds of dollars, basically. You know, it's <laughs> like, it's just like, I get it. I understand the fear. And it's like, yeah, there's definitely some that look like, you know, kids candy. And yeah, if a kid saw it, yeah, that's a fear. I, c- I could see that. But it's like, you're not actually going around trying to do this on purpose. It's very interesting when we were kids... We were on the heels of it, but it was still there a little bit. But that kind of satanic panic, Dungeons and Dragons, Kiss, you know, that kind of stuff. Before us, it was, we're all going to die because someone's going to drop a bomb on us. That was the scare for our grandparents or parents. But now I don't know what that scare is. I don't know if people are like, I guess it's video games or whatever. Well, that or it's, I don't know. It's not monkeypox or something like that. But it's like, that's kind of like. Our latest scares are all basically related to some sort of health thing. It's almost like now we're pining for the satanic panic days. Where oh, like At least we can put a lovely. face on that one, you know? If we didn't have a giant pandemic and monkeypox on the heels of one other thing that just knocked off a whole bunch of us. If we could just be like, ooh, Kiss might have something secret in their song. Yeah, those were the days, you know, we didn't realize at the time. But now, like, yeah, it just seems like it's... Whatever comes up just seems so trivial now, considering everything. We've, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even we've gone through. We are still going through and maybe we'll forever go through. I don't know. It's like anytime somebody <laughs> complains about and actually complains, is upset about 
a junk food or a TV show or something. There's been a number of times where I just kind of sigh and I go like, we're on the heels of this apocalypse that we're not really out of yet. Mm-hmm. I went to a wedding on the weekend. Oh. Our friend Julia, who used to work here. Oh, I know her. And our friend Isaac, who didn't work here, so he's not as cool. Yeah, but I don't know him at all. <laughs> no, but it was the first time, you know, I've been to the Mayfair to see movies and stuff, but this was a giant group of grown-ups out in a field, an outdoor party under a tent. Mm. And it was all good, and I took a shuttle bus there, and everybody was wearing masks on that shuttle bus. But you just, I shouldn't say you, I... In the back of my head, there's still that sense of, oh, we shouldn't be doing this. What's happening? <laughs> Just because we've been in this era of hide and be inside, yeah. and for good reason. So now that we're tiptoeing out, I still have that feeling of a bit of, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah, and it's, uh, I don't know, everything that goes off without a hitch feels like a nice treat, but it's still terrifying. Like, I'm supposed to go to a concert September something, 21st or something like that in Montreal. It'll probably happen. It'll probably yeah, yeah. happen, but I'm also like, it was canceled a year ago or something like that. I've bumped the date of the Airbnb like six times, I think. It got to the point I had to cancel the one and just book a different one. And I don't even know what's going to happen. Like at that point, do I just go and stay at the hotel for nothing if the show gets canceled or whatever? I don't know. And September 21st feels like a lifetime away at this point, too. So Yeah, somebody asked me about plans in the fall, and I'm just like, well, I'm trying to be glass half full, but... I'm also shell-shocked and expecting to be put back into lockdown any second. Yeah. Like Even it, though everything I think is okay, but... Who knows what it's going to be like for Halloween. I think last year they did do a bit of trick-or-treating, but there was a lot of, like, kind of distant... You kind of whipped the candy at the kids, is what I assume. Yeah. Nobody said that. Man, <laughs> that'd be the way to do it, though. You're just like, what? I'm giving out candy. What? Like, I didn't... I think it just encourages to mask accordingly to the costume. There's a Spider-Man character called Silk, and she has a red mask over her nose and mouth hmm. or there's a version of the electra costume or the classic cobra soldiers you know oh yeah i said depending on your age like you can costume accordingly and just make a mask a part of your costume you know yeah like it could be like a cobra commander type it's not really a mask you know but i mean you can optimus make a, prime basically any transformer <laughs> any, i suppose yeah. you just name them all Sound? No, SoundCloud. That's not... That Soundwave. Is, yeah, that's it. I was like, that doesn't sound right. You can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud <laughs> while we talk about Soundwave. I love Soundwave. Yeah, they're all great. I saved this story so I can tell you on the pod so you could be disgusted as you should be. And sh shocked and whatnot. So I worked the other night. One of our regular customers came out and said, there's somebody taking pictures or recording the screen. And I was like, oh, man. So I went back in, couldn't see anything. Went back in again, didn't see anything. Then someone came out again. This time I went in and caught them. And it was just so bizarre. It was somebody just sitting there as if they were recording their kid's ballet recital. <laughs> just full on videotaping the movie on their phone. I walked up and I was said, what are you doing? The thing that doubled down is he went, oh, I'm just recording. <laughs> and well, he's not lying. I mean. <laughs> true. And this was, this person was so neutral and just kind of laid back about everything but then i don't know if i completely went above and beyond but this just happened oh, in the moment oh geez like a teacher i grabbed his phone and i said you can come get this from me after oh my god and he apologized and i left and then as i walked away i <laughs> erased the video he just took so that after the movie he comes out and i'm ready for an argument and instead he just apologizes and i say you can't record a movie see there's this a sign yeah there's right? a sign and <laughs> i know? pointed to the sign and then i pointed to the we have like a ghostbusters no cameras allowed yeah. thing up and, and i was like you can't and even somebody with the broadest sense of this kind of stuff 
must understand that a movie theater does not want you sitting there recording the movie. So then he apologized and proceeded to erase three other clips he took of the movie and said, I just wanted to put it on my Instagram. And I said, you can't do that. Don't do that again. Don't do that anywhere. You're not allowed to record movies. It's piracy. Yeah. And if you tag us and put it on Instagram and say, Warner Brothers, Fox, whoever, and they see it, then we could get in trouble because we're letting people record movies. Yeah. I just don't understand. And this is (laughs) happening more frequently. And it's this, I'm an old man in a rocking chair now, but it's the Instagram world we're in. We have to tell everybody everything we're doing. So instead of saying, hey, I saw a good movie yesterday. And again, I say this is happening frequently. You have to say, look at this clip of the movie I saw. Yeah. It's really weird. So it's almost like we're going to have to start putting up stuff of like, don't record or introducing the movie. Don't record. Because this isn't happening at every screening, but it's happened four or five times in the last couple months that we have to tell people to not record the screen. That's uh, And that's here. I don't know what's happening at the multiplexes. Yeah, I mean, well, they have a lot more staff, in theory, to True, yeah. police that. It's funny, too, that like this would have been during the movie that you're having to go and make a scene, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess he's making a scene. You know, you're just enforcing what you got to do. Hopefully, you uh, also yelled at the person for ratting as well. Like, yeah. we don't, no tattling. <laughs> no it's like, tattling. you're just as bad as he is. No, no, but that's insane. And I'm assuming it's a movie that was playing multiple nights, not like a one-off insane, you'll never see this in theaters. No, and a classic that we've played before and will play again. It's so strange. But you see that in everyday life. It's the thing that people make fun of, of people who take pictures of their brunches. But I'm preaching to the choir because anybody listening to a movie nerd cinema specific podcast gets that already like i don't think they're the ones who are doing this no that's i'm like i haven't seen that in some time you don't expect to see it somewhere like here and it's like i don't know i'm all for taking a picture before the movie it's like great theater you want to get some shots or whatever and even being like oh i'm here to see i don't know psycho or whatever you know like that's what i say take a picture of the marquee take a picture of the poster any of that and it's disturbing to people around you like people had to come out interrupt their movie going experience to tattletale on the guy yeah and then i had to go in and cause a little bit of a scene of stealing his phone from him <laughs> oh man like was it it's also well i know it's not but it would have been funnier if it was like a full-on ipad it's yeah it's like holding up this square and, you're like, and he had a tripod on yeah, the ground good lord a boom mic for some reason you're like this is insane <laughs> Oh, my God. And it's also annoying because you're not being subtle either. You're just, like, broadcasting. Or if he was sitting way in the back. Yeah. Back row center. But he was sitting in the middle of the regular seating area. (laughs) And it was a pretty well-attended movie. There was 85 people there. I'm just, I'm flabbergasted. And, And I'm sad if I have to do it again. Or even if you're more ambitious and you're posting this to your Facebook or whatever, go on YouTube and find the trailer and use that link and say, hey, I watched this great movie. It's just, I don't know, I don't get it. But I'm the same person who's like, I worked at Cirque du Soleil for a few weeks doing uh, (laughs) acrobatic acrobatic, stuff, obviously. Come on. (laughs) Doing follow spot. And chatting with the ushers there, they frequently had to stop people from taking flash photography because there's people doing crazy acrobatics (laughs) And when they say no flash photography, it's because you could do it right at the moment and distract them, and then they miss doing something and yeah. fall. So they had to kick out people, and every time they kicked out someone, the usher I was chatting to said, the person was didn't know why. Why can't I take pictures? I'm at a thing. I paid 100 bucks for this ticket. Yeah, but there's human beings up there yeah. risking their lives. That's how Robin's parents died. 
Yeah, someone took flash photography. Yeah, I assume. Like, they didn't specifically say that that was the thing. But, you know, acrobats, man, they gotta, they got to <laughs> keep their eye on the prize. Shocking announcement. Don't videotape big screen movies, please. Also, like, it just looks bad. That footage yeah. won't look good. So, like, what was the point of that? That's not a good Instagram post. It's weird. It's so weird. And then you tag us, so then I got to go online and be like, dude, take this down. It's like those people talking about what cinema was. I mean, including my best friend, who I guess I hadn't told him not to say that. But it's like, come on, it's secret. We should all know. I mean, film didn't for the I do a great job editing that line out? Yeah, only was... I knew. Okay, so... We've talked too long, but... <laughs> That's always true. Always true. We've got a bunch of movies this week, Man. so let's quickly go through them. Wrapping up our Hitchcock versus De Palma Fest, we have To Catch a Thief from Hitchcock mm. and Blowout from Man. De Palma. Very uh, different movies, but I could see the connective tissue on that one. Yeah, To Catch a Thief is just one of those... 1950s classics very of his time a retired jewel thief sets out to prove his innocence after being suspected of returning to his former occupation it won best cinematography at the oscars nominated for a bunch of other stuff five stars from the guardian so yeah uh, safe to say that that's a classic yeah and that it feels like a lesser discussed hitchcock movie you know like yeah he kind of has his big i'll say five to throw out a number but you know more than five but just you know there's the usual suspects of stuff you know like the birds and psycho and yeah and he's not on the poster for this one so i think it was after this like early 60s where he became the hitchcock celebrity that he was Mm -hmm. blowout i have loved for a long time i saw this one when i was younger it's a movie movie yeah it's john travolta so niche john travolta as a sound effects recordist yeah and he's out doing his job and he's recording the wind he's getting some bird sound effects or whatever a <laughs> little bit of murder a little whatever, bit of murder you know? <laughs> happens while he's recording sounds and that's the plot we go from there so it's really cool because especially in the 70s that before then people i don't think really cared about behind the scenes it was really that lucas coppola spielberg generation where people started paying attention to effects and yeah. sound and all that kind of thing so as a little movie nerd i really like this movie like that movie fx fx oh, one, for one sure. and two you know yeah. you gotta get both of those the whole uh wish it was a trilogy i mean there's still time for fx3 <laughs> but like i always find that interesting movies about movies lesser so like this is about like you know the craft but it's always neat because it's like you know they're being made by people who know what they're talking about yeah. or that's the hope <laughs> anyway yeah so they're not screwing up and pointing the boom mic the wrong direction or whatever yeah exactly and almost funny like thinking about this plot it kind of reminded me of i think it was was it enemy of the state i think where the guy had oh, uh, yeah. he was filming nature or something like that and accidentally got a political murder yeah and then that kind of went from there and they were yeah, trying yeah. you know it's, it's interesting like i always like that kind of plot of the everyman or whatever caught in this embroiled thing you know oh those are the best yeah the every person hero who stumbles into having to save the day yeah yeah those are always really cool but yeah and this is travolta right in the peak of travolta yeah the first round peak of travolta greece and saturday night fever and all that stuff this, this is like 78 i think about that you know because yeah this was like right around greece and like a little better than staying alive but you know we don't talk about that so much oh 81 oh wait, all right that's pretty close though just well, a year before i was born so i'm doing my best here it's so weird to think that during that time they were like oh he went away and i'm like <laughs> But wait, when was Look Who's Talking? Because that was his first kind of little comeback. I want to say 88. So he didn't go away for that long. Because yeah. after Blowout, he still did, even if there weren't giant hits, some real major Hollywood movies. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, like, and then three Look Who's Talkings and then Pulp Fiction. Yeah, obviously there was lesser good stuff in there too, but that kind of happened to everyone. But it's funny because like Pulp Fiction was 95? 94? 94, yeah. yeah. So even then, like for his big comeback, it was like, 
look who's talking now was like a bit before that like not that long i don't think yeah time gaps like that are funny because when they say a comeback to something now my brain always thinks like oh 20 years returning to a role yeah the star wars actors coming back to star wars that's a gap in time but then you're like oh look who's talking three was two years before pulp fiction and i'm like well he got paid for those three look who's talking movies yeah, and very well too. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, for at least at least one of them probably. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The first one, maybe not so much, but that's so funny too. Because as a kid, I liked those, obviously. But I imagine now rewatching the Look Who's Talking trilogy, they're not very good. No. I, I could be totally off base. I mean, the talent involved is great. Like, I mean, wasn't Bruce Willis a dog in one of them? No, wait, wasn't Bruce Willis the talking baby? Oh, wait, oh, yeah, no, maybe he was. Yeah, so was it Pesci? Like, there was someone yeah. hilarious as the dog. It's just one of those things, like, because as a kid, you don't even fully get those actors yet. Like, you kind of recognize names and stuff, but, like, yeah. you don't... I, I wonder what my parents were thinking of that, because they're probably just like, oh, my God, what are these people doing in these yeah. movies? Slightly more revered than the Look Who's Talking trilogy, <laughs> we have the 1955 romantic classic Summertime, starring Katherine Hepburn. Oh, man. And directed by David Lean and... And even though David Lean did big giant epics, evidently this was his favorite film that he did. And I was reading that it's so funny to think this now because now they film movies everywhere. But this was one of the first movies, if not the first, that was a Hollywood movie that shot not in Hollywood. That actually shot over in Venice instead of shooting on a studio backlot with really bad blue screen Venice backgrounds yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I didn't realize what this movie was at first when I saw your post for it. I just saw the poster and I was like, oh man, that's a really cool old timey fun poster. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, it is a old timey movie. That <laughs> it's makes... 1955. Yeah, and it, but it just kind of hit me in the feels because I was like, man, I miss those. We've talked about it before, you know, those really nice painted posters oh, and yeah. stuff. There's still some, but anyways, that was my big takeaway from this. I was like, I'm interested just because of the poster. And supposedly it looks great. It's a 4K restoration, and it's all these beautiful Venice architecture and surroundings and all that kind of stuff. So supposedly it looks great. I'm sure it'll look excellent on the big screen. I'm kind of unfamiliar with it. I've never seen it. This is one I'm definitely going to come and check out. Absolutely. Then we have the Canadian Film Fest Best Feature Award winner, a film called Carmen. It's about a small Mediterranean village... Carmen has looked after her brother, the local priest, for her entire life. When the church abandons Carmen, she is mistaken for the new priest. Is it like a screwball comedy? or It's a drama, but with comedy in there, I okay. think. All right. So at least there's some comedy. It's with Natasha... Mc... God, I'm going to butcher the last name. Because her last name is E-L-H-O-N-E? Natasha McCone? Oh, yeah. McElhone? I don't sure. know. She's, she's one of those actors, when you look at her, you're like, oh, yeah, her. She's She's been in a lot of stuff, and this is one of those examples of a supporting actor or a character actor getting a front and center role and getting a lot of acclaim for it. And I really thought you were going to say Natasha Leone, And I'm like, well, how is he having so much trouble <laughs> in pronouncing that name? Then we have the Ottawa premiere of a movie called Funny Pages. Oh, yeah. this I heard about this. This movie's really cool because especially in this era that we're in, this golden era of comic book supremacy on the big screen. This is about a New Jersey comic book store clerk who wants to be an artist. And it seems like that independent 80s comic, almost seems like an R. Crumb kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, it's about a kid working in a comic store coming of age story. This kind of stuff I think is so funny because remember when we were kids and... There was so few comic book stuff that just the Lost Boys briefly being in a comic store mm -hmm. was like, 
whoa, a comic store. And you wanted to pause it and just be like, oh, I know that one. I know that one. For sure. Yeah. And nowadays we have a new comic book movie every two weeks or so. Although some of that magic might be gone, I don't mind at all because I love most of these comic book movies. Yeah. But this little indie take of this world of working in a comic store and wanting to be an independent cartoonist, it got a nomination at the Cannes Film Fest, a Golden Camera nomination. I have to look up what that means because Golden Camera has passed by us a couple times. Yeah. And I don't know what it means because Cannes has so many awards. Especially Golden-related awards. So, like, we don't know. It's golden. It must be good, right? It's good. It's some sort of accolade that was good for everyone involved and for us because we can talk about it even if we don't know what it is. And even at this age, I will watch that movie and in the comic store scenes go, oh, there's that one. Oh, there's that one. And the same with video store stuff, obviously. There's just like, or even like toy store stuff. I know we both flip over that where you're just like, "Ah, that's a mint Star Wars. (laughs) All of the Star Wars. It's funny. I was listening to a retro podcast and they were talking about how there's all these new nostalgic shows like the 90s show is coming out. Oh, right. And I remember watching the 70s show. And just being finicky because there was twice that I remember. Once is they had Star Wars action figures and the main character was holding it. And I was like, those aren't 70s Star Wars action figures. <laughs> oh, Lee must have been losing his mind. And once the kid had Spider-Man bed sheets, but it was 1990s Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> Spider-Man. And I was like, that's the wrong logo. Yeah, not even the 67 Superior, obviously, yeah. cartoon. So yeah, I always notice that kind of stuff in nerd-related movies. That's kind of the like, those are our Easter eggs, basically. Yeah. So then, this will be of note to you, because I know that you are a cat aficionado. Oh boy, here we go. We have the Cat Video Fest 2022. Man, and I'm in a cat Facebook group, where it's just basically people posting pictures of the cats, as you can imagine. They all got to come to this movie. I mean, someone posted about it, so I didn't have to. It was already, I guess, like, Bytown had it a little while ago, and so someone yeah. posted about that, and I was like, all right, well, that's not, I don't have to post about that. That's someone else's job. But this one, somebody already was all over it, and they're like, yo, you missed it at the Bytown? It's here now. And I was like, oh, yeah. So, I, you know, I shared the link. I don't know what, is it like an hour and a half, or? No, this is wise. Often kind of short fests. I've gone to see a couple of commercial fests. You can't watch two hours of commercials. <laughs> so often they're pretty short. So this is 75 minutes Oh, I like that. That's nice. It's got something like 50 or 75 shorts in it, because I think most of them are like a minute long or 30 seconds long or something. But it's this funny era we're in where the whole shtick with the Cat Video Fest is only in theaters will this curation be seen. It's not going to be sold on DVD or whatever. And it is all stuff that much of it is on YouTube, I'm sure. But kind of the pitch is, now you don't got to sit looking for stuff. Here's 75 minutes. And kind of the fun of watching it with a crowd. So you get everybody going, oh, <laughs> at the same time. It's repeatedly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not a bring your cat screening because that would just be a nightmare. I have joked about that forever. You have a bring a dog screening. And the dogs sit on the ground or sit in a chair. And they're relatively good. But can you imagine bringing a couple dozen cats to the Mayfair and just letting them go free range. There you go, kitty. I would love it, but it's just, I can't even, I mean, having two cats alone is probably already a bit of a, a lot, you know. They would be getting behind the screen. They'd be climbing curtains. They'd be scared. So they'd be hiding all over the place. Although it'd be a good podcast to have it on there, you know, like just <laughs> yeah. like, just a lot of screeching and stuff, which I guess maybe some people already think this podcast is, but you know, we're doing our best. Because I'm spoiled because when we sneak in here for private screenings, 
usually before hours nowadays because we're old, I'll bring my dog sometimes. Did that recently, and we put a booster seat on the seat beside us, which is just another seat cushion, and put a blanket down on that, and she was chill. She was all good. Yeah, no, you've got a really nice dog, though. You know, like I, I know there's some cats who are just chill and just relax, but most of them aren't really like that. Yeah, and <laughs> we had a bring your dog screening years ago for Up. So that's how long ago this was. This is when Up was a second run but movie. Is it because it's so sad that at least there are dogs to pet? Yeah, well, <sighs> and there's the running thing of squirrel and then a bunch of dogs bark. And that was awesome because we actually had a very well attended, must have been 30 or 40 dogs here. And the big screen would go, squirrel. And then the dogs on the big screen would start barking. And then 30 or 40 dogs would start barking. It was awesome. And did you bring your dog to that screening? Yeah, I think I did back in the day. It's been a while. So That was was our former dog, our old lady dog who has passed away. Oh, not sad that I brought it up. Oh, gosh. It's okay. But still, you saved that new dog. So that's good. Yes, yes. And this Cat Video Fest, a portion of the admission price will go to Ottawa Stray Cat Rescue. Oh, fantastic. So you're supporting a weird independent movie, a weird independent cinema, and a worthy local cause. All at the same time. Yeah. What more is there to say, really? And I got to touch base with them. Sometimes when this happens, the organization will drop by extolling the virtues of the Ottawa Stray Cat Rescue. So... I got to touch base with them, see if they're going to come and watch the thing at any of our screenings. So. And they throw like free cats at you. Yeah, or something one like free that. cat per screening. <laughs> Yay! Finally, this week we wrap up our summer series of two Saturday night cinemas per month with another round of Saturday night cinema. Man, and it's been still going pretty well, I assume. Yeah, so well that I'm curious if we'll just keep doing it. No announcement yet, but. I think we could just keep doing it once every two weeks. Yeah, couldn't hurt. And then, We're I not going to run out of old movies. Yeah, and like I told you, like I'm always ready as backup ready. up until, I mean, geez, up until probably Saturday, actually. Yeah, like, yeah. Most of the time, I'm, you know, I'm very busy, of course, but a lot of the time, <laughs> I ready. don't have much going on on Saturdays. So. You're just waiting by the phone. Well, especially cinema ones, like it's not usually deliberate. You know, I like to leave it free just in case, but most of the time, yeah, like if I'm not presenting, you know, it's easy to be lazy, but man, they're so fun. So I just, I hope we do 10 a month and it works we do well with popcorn for the night sell some membership cards people like seeing the weird thing on the screen yeah whatever it happens to be like yeah apparently the last one went well i mean they always go well what am i talking about so yeah so that is our screenings for the week of august 26 you can find out more information at mayfairtheater.ca and on all the social media stuff and we hope to see you back here soon for some big screen movies and thanks for listening Bye. Bye. Oh, I just found out the new Cage Western is premiering September 10th at TIFF. We can get it right after that, hopefully. I hope so. He's in a Western and he's bald. We need it. It began with a sound that no one was ever supposed to hear. He recorded an accident they say never happened. You recorded the accident? Except I don't think you had an accident. He saved the witness who was never meant to survive. Oh, come on, Sally. If I hadn't been there to pull you out of the river, you'd be dead right now. Don't you get it? John Travolta is wired for sound and running for his life. They've erased a life. They've erased the tapes. And now they're going to erase the witnesses. I've decided to terminate her. Terminate her. But can they erase the truth? John Travolta, Nancy Allen, in Brian De Palma's Blowout, from Filmways Pictures, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent.